Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to the Cow Corner Podcast. The England Cricket Show. With me, James Hill, Usman Awan, Andy Harrison, and Will Parton. Your latest dose of all things England cricket. And welcome back to another episode of the England Cricket Show. I'm James Hill, and once again, I am joined by Usman Awan. How are we, Izzy? Yeah, good, thanks, James. Very good, thank you. A slightly delayed podcast, this one, (laughs) Izzy, as um, it turns out that one Andrew Harrison can't turn down a pint. Go figure. I love a pint, don't I? I can't help (laughs) And uh, yeah, introducing Andy. Welcome, Andy. Good to have you here. Third time lucky. Yeah, it's good to be on. I, actually, last night wasn't actually my fault. My uh, partner wasn't very well, so it was uh, one of them. <laughs> but good to have you on, nonetheless. So, England have won a bloody cricket game. Check that out. What's going Who, on? Was that your prediction, by the way? Did you say Lord's win? Or did I, say, I, you I said, predict, you said yeah. Lord's win. Well, yes. yeah, yeah. Cheers, cheers, Izzy. Yeah, I will well, uh, bask in it. I, I said, said New Zealand will carry on their form <clears throat> from their warm-up games and... It followed into the first innings, and that was all we needed. And I've predicted a win at Trent Bridge and then a loss at Headingley. So we'll see how it goes. But uh, yeah, fantastic from England. And uh, did you see that coming? I thought they made it. uh, No, I didn't see it coming, to be honest. Um, But I think after the first hour, an hour and a half, thinking, okay, shouldn't shouldn't lose from here. Um, But then as they do, New Zealand fought back and test back. Top class innings from Root. I think we'll talk about that in a minute, but that was a serious knock, match-worthy knock. So, um, no, pleased to start off with a win, start the summer off, test summer with a win, which is good. Yeah, um, as, as you've just said, really, I didn't expect a win. Um, I obviously didn't make the first pod, but um, 
the uh, the selection I thought was rather strange. I agree with what I, I had to listen back to it and heard what Usman and uh, yourself and Will said about the pitches being very seamer friendly and having a spinner in. Um, you know, when you could have had the likes of Overton, who's, who's an all-rounder, uh, a bowling and batting all-rounder. Um, but to be fair, it was a great, great win. And as you say, the first the first innings when uh, when we knocked them over, um, I thought the England lads bowled absolutely superb against a, a side that had been struggling to score runs. But then obviously when it happened, when we collapsed, I thought, oh, here we go again. And, yeah. uh, but what what a win. What a fantastic win. But we'll talk about it after. There was a couple of things in the game that just, just went our way. And sometimes you just need a bit of that, don't you, in cricket? I think also um, James Addison and Shrewbord, they, they've got to be like, that couldn't have been a better test match for them to say, you know, while we weren't in going to West Indies, I think that should now kind of close that conversation down the fact that they should never, ever been questioned or any sort of justification for them to be dropped. And uh, long may they continue. Exactly, and it's it kind of shows that it's never really been England's bowling that's been a massive issue. It's mm. more kind of been the batting. So we'll start off with the first innings, and the opening four is very much like my start to the season. One, one, two, three, fluky 13. <laughs> Before they decided to kind of swing the bat at it, and De Grandone for, finishing 42, not out. Jameson, six. Southey, 26. Patel seven and Bolt fourteen. Star of the show in the first innings, one Matty Potts. Yeah, I've, I've sorry, Osman, are you going to go? You got me. Uh, I, I thought he bowled absolutely stunning areas as a bowler. Just watching him, it was just beautiful to watch. Um, I think when when you're bowling against a team out of form, just just hit that fourth stump line, make them play, and I just I thought he was fantastic. And when Kane Williamson comes to the crease, he doesn't. Doesn't matter if he's not been in form or the team's not in form. That's the wicket you need, and uh, what a start for him in uh, in Test cricket. So it was just chuff for him, absolutely over the moon for him. Yeah, I'd echo that as well. I think what surprised me was I thought he's is uh, quicker than he actually bowled, but he's only bowled you know mid to low eighties. Um, but he was pretty accurate, wasn't he? He was pretty much on the spot, and he took a took some key wickets. I think he was also the kind of bowler that. Uh, Stokes used to break the partnership when they, I think, I uh, was good to go home with somebody the bat for a bit. And I think Stokes brought him back and he broke the partnership. So I think he obviously has that confidence going right now as well. So um, I'm very, very pleased. I think it's good that there's another bowler. I mean, it could have been very easy as we were talking about the last podcast. The amount of bowlers that are injured right now for that to be an excuse. But I think he's really thrown himself into that kind of conversation uh, and done really, really well. Yeah, so a fantastic start for him and very much a game of two halves, really, wasn't it? Is that everyone who didn't do so well in the first innings all then managed to step up in the second innings. But before we get on to that, England's first innings in reply, I did put a tweet out saying, will England lead, (laughs) have a lead by the end of the day? A genuine question because you never know with England. And even though they should, it... (laughs) <laughs> doesn't necessarily go that way and <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. once again it proved and it at one point it did look like New Zealand would have a lead at the uh, after the halfway stage yeah I mean that was that was shocking wasn't it that batting I think there was, there was a few shots that got talked about in, in the game afterwards I think Baisler got a bit of a criticism for the way he got out um, but it, it does feel like you know if a Root or a Stokes don't do their thing then we are still pretty weak 
Yeah. Again, which point that I made last year, not last year, last part, sorry, is if a guy's averaging 140, why are you not picking him? You know, you know, I'm not saying he's the answer, but at least he has the confidence, the kind of rhythm, batting rhythm right now to be facing up with two against New Zealand rather than Pope, who's never batted a three to bat a three. Mm-hmm. Esther, who's just played white ball cricket to then be playing test cricket, batting a five. It made no sense to me. Let's talk about Pope uh, for a second because it's very much like Roots where they've said he's batting four. They have come out and been quite vocal in the media about Pope being one of the best batsmen in England and them wanting him to bat at three. He's pretty much got a bat there for the rest of the series, isn't he? Yeah, I, I, I'm batting. Sorry, got, do you want to go, Izzy? No, you got me. Uh, I'm I'm baffled by it. Absolutely baffled by it. I really don't understand. I mean, you you look at um, if England knew he was going to be batting three uh, in the series for a start, surely they would have had a, had some some sort of talk with Surrey and said, "Look, we're going to bat him three. Can you bat him three? Hashim Amla, he's retired. He's batting three, and he's batting four. And he's in he's in form. He's doing he's doing well for his county. But for, to to throw a lad in in Test cricket. At the top of the top of the game, a batting at three is just ridiculous. Yeah, I, I agree. I think there's I'm just not not convinced. I think there's when he first came on, there was this thing about Oli, you know, he's gonna be the next Ian Bell and all this kind of stuff. But I'm just kind of thinking, right, when's he gonna actually gonna click? When's he gonna score that match winning hundred? And when's he gonna do something? And I'm is that enough to be saying he's one of the best batters and proven batters? And I'm not just just not sure. I guess where I'm right now, I'm just running out of patience. I'm like, okay, mm. when's he gonna? Mm. When's his talent gonna start scoring runs and, and winning Indian games? Because Joe 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 Roo was doing that 24 matches in. They're looking mm. they're looking at potential, and I think sometimes you know when you look at some some cricketers, I mean, like the likes of Root when they first came in when they were young, the potential they had to be a, a top Test match player. You could see it straight away, but you know, and you've got to give them time. But these lads have had time. Mm. Crawley, Pope, they've had their chances and they've failed. And it, it's all good chopping and changing them. But I mean, you look at Crawley, <clears throat> and I don't, I, I don't like to have too much of a guy. It's, it's, it's the hardest job opening for me. Um, but he's, he's come off not great form. He hasn't had great form. He got, a, I think it was a 60 and 80 in his last county championship game. And there is top two scores. And you've got lads like Brooks. And uh, and Compton scoring runs for fun, yeah. You got to go on form, you yeah, know. Yeah. These lads play county cricket week in week out. I'm sure they they wouldn't have a problem playing for England. Sorry, is just it... to clarify, clarify. Pope's got 100, not four. It's just one Test hundred. Yeah, South Africa. Yeah, okay. in 24 matches, 42 innings. Joe, you know, people like Joe Root were winning games mm. after, after 24 games. Is it one of these, it's one of the things and one of the problems, I think, when you start a new regime with saying all these things and being very positive and backing certain players, is it's all right to come out and give them the backing and hope that that will give them the confidence to push on and you're giving them that, you know, it's, it's, that endorsement, it's, it's, but, you, yeah. but you back yourself into a corner if they don't perform. It's a good question, mate. And I think... What I found works is that that backing needs to be private. Yeah. Until somebody's performed, I think once somebody's performed and, and done it, then you go public. Then you can talk to your 
Like I think it happens in club cricket, right? As a captain, you don't you don't go around telling everyone this this guy's gonna score bags of runs for us and take wickets. I think mm. you you give that player the confidence in private to say, you know, your time's your time's coming or you're looking good rhythm or whatever you wanna say. Just say it privately and only when the person's performed, then you talk about it publicly. That's how that's I think that's what I would be doing. But I think England seem to be getting a little bit giddy, I guess, which yeah. I tend to do a few times. So if Pope's position isn't under threat, and we're going to go on to the team that they picked out, but it's unchanged. But who do you think is next in the firing line? I I was thinking about this, and the only person I can probably pick is you. Either get you've got to decide on Bearstow or Folks. I think. Mm. Well, Folks got to play. I think Folks is best. You pick a best keeper. I think Folks has to play in the England's best eleven. Folks is in. Mm. Um, I, I do actually feel sorry for Johnny Bairstow because. Before Root, he was the last batter to score Test 100 for England. Mm. So um, it's not like he's underperforming. I think he's at a, such a tough... Mm. He's always a scapegoat, right? He's always the one to either move up to batting position or get dropped. Yeah. Um, I think what, one thing as well as these, I, I noticed on commentary, they were talking a lot about the um, about the bowlers like Bolt and Salvi coming back from the, um, the, the Indian Premier League. Um, and, and what what people forget with batsmen as well is he's just come back from an IPL and he played mm. a few. You know, it, it is difficult sometimes, and he's that sort of batsman, isn't he? I mean, the change from white ball to, to red ball is massive. Um, but I've always I've always wondered, you know, where is Bairstow's best spot in in Test cricket? It's so difficult. Um, we just we just need to stick with an order, don't we? Yeah, yeah, and, and I, so, I echo that. I think I think that's probably what we're going to see, isn't it? I think we're going to see a consistent side. They're going to give this eleven as good a go as possible. Um, they've given everyone back in, and yeah, this is this is the way that I see it going. I don't see it changing really. I agree. I think they're going. I think he's not, especially new coach, new captain, new everything. They're, they're not just going to drop somebody after one game. I think they're mm. going to, you know, go part of the series and then look at. Is there much of a gap between England this series and the next one? I wonder what they will do with that. But I think they would, they, yeah, certainly get the feeling that they're going to stick to this 11. And then, well, it's, um, it's, it's India, isn't it? In July, I think. Mm-hmm. Well, they've got that one off test match, right? We've got the ODIs, then we've got, yeah, 1st of July. 1st of July, one off test match, and then some T20s. And ODIs, yeah. and then we have South Africa in August. South Africa, yeah, I thought so. Okay. So, what else jumped out at you in this test match? Joe Root, <laughs> <laughs> that masterclass from Joe Root. That was, yeah. I think I think I was talking talking to you, James, that morning, and I said, if anyone can lose this game, like England could, England, I would back, like not backing England, yeah. but I think England <laughs> could lose this game. But as long as he was there, I was thinking oh, we shouldn't, like, no way we're going to lose this game while the way he's batting. But mm. I think also for him to score a fourth innings 100 is, is a big deal. A match yeah. winning 100. He scored a lot mm. of hundreds first innings or you know, second innings of a test match. Um, but I think to do in the fourth innings of a test match, I think it's very important. And yeah. I think it's done well. Massive like, psychologically as well, because you've got New Zealand and you know, England had got off to a good start again, having mm-hmm. only been a few runs ahead, and then that massive partnership between Mitchell and Blondell, mm-hmm. and then Southie coming in and getting a cheeky twenty-one at the end. As an England fan, you're thinking, "How have we lost this one?" Yeah, I think I think with um, I think with with England, 
the point I thought the test match completely moved was was that broad over. Yeah. Um, it was just phenomenal. And uh, he has it in his locker where Broad can just turn on from nowhere and, and just rip mm. through the team. And I mean, obviously, it took a great piece of fielding to get De Grand on it. He, he had a bit of a, a brain fart, I call it. <laughs> um, it was ridiculous. It was really poor cricket. But I mean, for England, it was fantastic. Um, and I just thought something, something turned in the crowd and just listening on the radio, you could hear them. They were, they were buzzing after that over. And uh, and obviously De Grandon, I was I was just thinking things to, to pick out the game that that no ball for Stokes. I got to be honest, I know mm. Root scored a ton, but if Stokes has gone there, I think the Test match is over. Yeah, it's probably a good shout. I think I think that over did change the game, and that that no ball was very. very I think it, it feels like he had a really tough time losing De Grand home because he bowled a no ball, got a wicket, big one. He the way he got run out. Um, I think the Nilov got injured as well. Injured heel, yeah. So it's yeah. pretty pretty tough end to a test match for him. Um but I think that you know that whole the one thing that really frustrates me as an England fan actually, what was the last time, can you remember, England mopped up the tail very quickly? Oh, I feel like I feel like no, most tailenders, most sides, we struggle. I think A because we think we're gonna bang in short now. And if it's a slow wicket with not a lot of pace, like you know. Tailenders just start swinging, or just they're not mm. they're not going to get them out. They're just going to just, just yeah. maybe scare them a little bit. Mm. I know I know a lot of people question um, the fact that England haven't got maybe an, like an Ollie Stone or a Mark Wood. They're all injured at the moment. But well, Stone's back. We saw him but, the other night. Remember, mate? Yeah. Oh, quick. But um, one thing I did know I've noticed in the past is mm. that actually, even with the quicks, we just don't seem to be able to mop the tail. I don't know what's mm. going. You know what's going on with the coaches, but we just don't seem to have it tactically right, do we? It frustrates me the fact that if a top of off ball is good enough for Kenny Williamson, it's probably going to be good enough for a nine, ten, eleven, yeah. and we just we just go to if somebody comes in, we just start, okay, we got to start banging this short now. Go trouble Yorkers, trouble Magic deliveries, rather than thinking, do you know what? Let's just stick to top of off um, and try to mop this mop up this tail. But it seems to happen to us a lot. Like we we get bowled up very quickly the tail. Um, but the opposition seem to just get that extra 20, 30. I don't even think it's the, it's the runs. It's more the momentum. I think we lose the momentum as a bowling side more mm-hmm. than the runs. It just frustrates me. It really frustrates me. Exactly. Just before we move on, this podcast is sponsored by Warwickshire Cricket Club and the Birmingham Bears. The Vitality Blast T20 Cricket is back at Edgebaston Stadium. World Cup winner and West Indies star all-rounder Carlos Brathwaite will lead the Birmingham Bears this summer in a side pack with stars. If you've never attended a game before, it's a cracking night out with live music, inflatables and free giveaways. With their Club Together initiative, this is the big one, local clubs can get access to discounted group tickets and compete to win some special prizes, including £1,000 in sponsorship from Scrivens Opticians. We went the other night, lads, and we had an absolutely great time, didn't we? What a day out. What a, very, what a good day out that was. Got, <laughs> got to meet... Got to meet Brathway, you know, um, some good cricket, some really good stories from beef, um, <laughs> some good fun. That no, yeah. was a really good day. And uh, the uh, the Bears play the Vikings tonight, Friday the 10th of June. Then they've got the Falcons on Sunday the 19th. Then the big one, Friday the 24th, they've got the Rapids. So talking about that, Ollie Stone's back. And um, did you feel like the England's bowling attack missed a bit of zip? 
I think I I I got to be honest with you. I think um, with Broad and Anderson, um, the balance of the attack, you do need someone with that extra yard of pace. I just think Ollie Stone's record in Test cricket speaks for itself. Um, I think he could do a job. I don't think he's fit enough at the moment. I think Potts has written himself into the team. He's done a great job. He's undroppable. Um, the only thing I I, I think. I, I listened to the last pod and I think we could have gone with another seamer instead of the spinner, maybe, and maybe bold route. Mm. And yeah. then obviously Ollie Stone could maybe come in if he was fit. Um, but I mean, I, I still think probably Craig Overton would have came in because of, of his batting ability as well. Yeah. So no Parkinson uh, for the next one. It's too slow. It's an unchanged side. What were your thoughts on Parkinson's debut in this uh, first test? I think we've got to cut him a little bit of slack. The fact that he wasn't even expecting to play, and then to be told get down to uh, get down to London to be playing and bowling in two days' time to New Zealand. You think about it, like Test cricketers would have, you know, if you know, know they're going to play a Test match. You go through the kind of mental prep. You, you're with the lads, and you're two, three days ahead of the game. But to be told like the day before, two days before, that you're going to be playing a Test cricket, I think we've got to let, in a way, just write this one off. He might have just got the best debut, the fact that it's gone and it's done and nobody thinks anything about it and you move on to the next one. Um, but I think bowling-wise, I think he did okay. You know, he um, didn't really didn't really affect the game too much. Um, but again, it's difficult. Lords is not really known for a big um, venue for spinners, especially wrist spinners. Beef? I've been, um, I've been disappointed, actually, on a few of the other tours that he's been on. Uh, Sri Lanka, India... And he hasn't been given a go. I think he really deserves a go. Um, I think as he's got it absolutely smack on there. I think coming in out the blue, um, I think he, he, I think he did a cracking job. I just worry about that pacey bowls. He was a bit too slow for me. Um, but again, as you say, he was at a barbecue for Christ's sake. Um, you know, who's to say he didn't have a few titties? You know, <laughs> he probably he, he had a, he probably sucked a few. He probably on, sucked- a, on, a, on a serious note, though. Like beef, would you would you generally leave a barbecue for a test match? <laughs> he wouldn't leave one for a podcast. <laughs> I'd, I'd love to. I'd love to get that. <laughs> you know, on me, on me. You know. Oh, oh, sorry, uh, <laughs> sorry, Brendan. The lads have brought me another pint. I can't leave. <laughs> I keep trying to leave, sorry, and they keep buying me a pint. Sorry, yeah. Ben. I'll be I'll be there soon, Ben. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, to be to be fair, honestly, uh, no, I wouldn't leave a barbecue. No. <laughs> <laughs> you probably take some food with you as well. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Yeah, 
show the lads. <laughs> that's, that's a trek. How long is that drive? After Anyway, after the game, there's a lot of uh, press coming out and a lot of chat coming out about how fun and the change in environment and how much more enjoyable it is being in the England camp at the moment. Obviously, easier to say after a victory. And the main people who are saying this are Broad and Andersons. They may be ever so slightly <laughs> biased, given their uh, previous. But um, a step in the right direction? Feels like it, doesn't it? I think um, the way they played... I don't know. Did you hear that comment about Brendan McCollum saying that if they lost one more wicket, Broad was going to go out the night before just to just to get on with it? And I think mm. he was just kind of thinking, you know what, let's be on the front foot. Let's not wait till tomorrow um, to try to win this game. If we can get 20, 30 runs tonight, let's you know, really kill the game off. I think that would probably send out a really clear message to the team about just that positivity that he's, he wants to spread, which I thought yeah. was very interesting. But, you know, like I said, all this vibe is coming out in terms of the England team. Just put the context, put the narrative, mate. It's brand new coaching. It's Brendan McCullum. Just won yeah. a test match at Lords. It's obviously going to be positive. I think you find out if India's got them 300 for one in July on a hot day or in August, they can't get, you know, South Africa out. When the real tough days happen, the tough test matches, that's when you really test the, the kind of team environment. Talking of a change of mentality, Joe Root has come out and said how how much of a weight off his shoulders it has been and how much of a struggle he found being England captain mentally towards the end. Yeah, I'm not I'm not surprised with that at all. Um obviously he hasn't just um been the, the captain, he, he's carried England with the bat for a, a very long time. It's 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 such a hard job. I mean, I don't think he's done a, a, a terrible job with captaincy. I just think it went a bit stale. I think um, I don't think the coaching staff behind him has been great, and I, I just think it's great to have new, fresh faces in. I think Stokes is someone that the whole team will get behind. I'm not saying they weren't behind Root, but I thought the selection policy really just just dropped Root in it. So I'm sure the weight will be off his shoulders, and I can see him getting another ton next test that's my little shout out I think it's just you also when you're watching the game you just he just standing on the slip court and he just looks so much more relaxed doesn't he I think mm. I don't know if you noticed he was playing that game where with Jack uh, Zach Crawley were you small thing little things but just just little fun stuff that he was doing mm. just to go because obviously he doesn't think about all the spells or field placing or anything like that he just can relax and have a good time and I think you're absolutely right mate I think I can see him piling up this this summer Hopefully, um, should be good. Mm. When do you reckon he'll take over Alistair Cook's record? How long will it take? Where's what? It's two thousand behind. Two and a half thousand behind, isn't he? Two and a half thousand, I think it is. Yeah, no, is it? Yeah, two thousand two hundred and something. I think. By the time next Ashes come along, I think he should be close. Mm, I hope so. I think he's going to yeah. clip it by a long way. I think I, I still look, uh, retired a little early, but yeah, you can have him blip. Alistair could be playing right now, mate. Class. Class. As, as oh, captain as well. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm, I'm a bit. I, I was always gutted. I was gutted that Cookie retired yeah. as early yeah. as he did. I felt he could have gone on, and it was interesting. Yeah. I did, I did listen to an interview that he gave once, and he attributed his downturn in form with the uh, change of the helmet rule, with the uh, visor becoming closer together. He said he really struggled to kind of get used to that and the difference in that. <clears throat> Really? It's quite interesting, yeah. Um, but Maybe that's where I'm going wrong. 
You, you know, you know what us batsmen are like. Anything. <laughs> I, I just, just try and wear. You, you just put yourself in the same category as <laughs> Alistair Cook. I was just but... about to say that. <laughs> but, but, um, carry on, Hurley, with all this podcast stuff. You might be Sir James Hill before long. <laughs> <laughs> don't, mate. Don't say that because now I'm just going to get chirped. Fucking hell. Anyway, let's leave that. Let's leave that on the side. Let's def. That'll definitely never happen. Um, and even if it did, I'd refuse it. Anyway, we'll move <laughs> no, ourselves. No, you, no, you would not. Mate. I would do. No, anyway, we move. We move on to the that final innings, and yeah, 115 not out by from Joe Root, and ably supported with 54 by Ben Stokes and Folksy with 32. How important were Stokes and Folks in this? Just as much as Root. Vital. I think that partnership that literally just took the game away from New Zealand. I think if one of them goes pretty early, Root and Stokes, then you can just imagine, you know, the New Zealand bowlers will be lifting a little bit, legs will be lifting a little bit higher and, um, you know, they'll be running a little bit quicker. But I think the fact that them two are there and how positive they were, um, just put New Zealand on the back foot. And I think Mm. when Stokes unfortunately got out, um, I don't mind that shot, actually. I I thought it was all right. I think that's the shot he's played a few times, just, Missed it. Mm. Um, when when folks came in, I think that was a very um, like very well. I don't know the exact words, but like well behaved in things. It's just like he just did his job, which was let Joe Root. Yeah, let yeah, sensible. Just let Joe Root bat. Joe Root. If they were ever going to win that Test match, he must have known that Joe was going to get most of these runs, mm. um, and I just need to be there to support him. And I think that was very smart from him, and just stayed there thereabouts. Do you think that that's, uh, that innings has kind of cemented folks the rest of the series, if there were any question marks? Because I know that Key is quite keen on on Joss Butler. He is, uh, you know, he is quite... See, I hope, I hope not, right? Do you know why? Because it shouldn't be his batting that keeps him on the side. It should be his keeping. I think he is the best keeper. So he should play regardless if he's... you know, Obviously, scoring runs helps. But if tomorrow... He gets a, like his next test one because the golden duck. It just shouldn't be like oh Ben Fox should be on the test team. It was quite interesting. It was quite interesting actually because I listened to the Sky coverage and I also listened to Test Match Special. And depending on which coverage you were listening to, folks was either having one of the greatest games that an England wicketkeeper's ever had, or he's shocking <laughs> and should be dropped, and Bairstow should be given yeah. the gloves. It was it's quite polarizing. How did you to, think uh, everything got on beef? To be honest, like I. I, I uh, back up exactly what Uzi said there. I think um, folks come out, and I think from from ball one, you could just see Root at the other end felt like he was comfortable enough to see it, see it through. I think folks looked comfortable. He looked good. I don't think he's, he's put a foot that wrong for England. I think his keeping's fantastic. Um, I don't like the critics. Um, I think he is the best keeper in the country. You know, you look you look back in the days of the likes of Foster. Uh, keeping, he was the best keeper in the country. Um, wasn't scoring a great deal of runs, but couldn't get in England side. And I think finally we've, we're playing our best keeper. And it's one a big buy thing. in the whole test. One, yeah. Buy. I mean, it, it's all about that vital catch. You you mm. drop one catch, you can lose a test match, and you've got to have your best keeper playing. And if he's going to back it up with runs, uh, like he did, you know, great. And I, I think he deserves a, a good run in the team. Yeah, five catches and one bye. And yeah, a very good performance. And it's been something that we've mentioned on previous pods, obviously, that 
for all the runs that you can score with the bat if you drop the guy on 20 and he goes on to make a turn. I mean, that's the thing. The, the, the only thing, obviously, you said before about the likes of Josh Butler, and I think you said on the last pod, and I haven't actually heard it, but the rumour that Mo and Ali's been approached as well mm. um, about maybe making a return. I just think we, we've got to stop going backwards and we, we've got to start looking at, you know, players in form. Um, we've already spoke about the batting. Um, our bowling attack is very obviously it's it's injury riddled, but you've got Jimmy Anderson and Broad just can't be left out. I think we've got to stop going going backwards and and you know give folks a real good run in the team uh, and pick players on form. Agree. Yeah, I think I think it's a good point, but I think it's also just pick the best eleven. Like you know the the kind of thinking around. Let's just think about the future and all the kind of stuff. I said yeah. in the last podcast, but not <laughs> no point of getting to worry about the future. We keep losing test matches right now. Let's pick the best eleven to win test matches right now. And whoever the, whoever's in that eleven just should be backed and played. You looking about... you, you looking football? Was he like England won't go and pick uh, and drop? Say say Wayne Rooney when he was when he was in his thirties. You, you don't drop players like that. You just can't. You you play to win games. Yep. You know, and I know it's a different sport, but it's it's the same theory. You know, mm. Jimmy Anderson's still doing the business. So is Broad. They play in the team. Yeah. So moving on to New Zealand quickly, um, what are our thoughts on the New Zealand side? What about that bowling attack? Not, not the performance that I think a lot of people were expecting. No, I think I think we'll see the better of them this week. To be honest, I think uh, that Trenbridge wicket, the ground is it's going to seem a swing a lot more, and I think Bolt will probably have a better game. I thought Saudi bowled pretty well. Um, but I think, as I mentioned to you before, sooner rather than later, that, that question will get asked, is this now becoming an ageing bowling attack with Saudi, Bolt, um, Wagner, to go on home? I know Jameson's young and he's coming through. Um, and then Ferguson obviously keeps breaking down as well. So I think sooner rather than later, they'll start thinking, OK, is this team now, is this bowling attack, which obviously makes the test team what it is, mm. is it now getting kind of nearer to sell-by date? Well, yeah, it looks like they're potentially losing to Granholm for the second test uh, with Henry Nichols potentially coming in in replacement of him. And there are also rumours that Patel may be uh, replaced after only bowling two overs in the first test, could be replaced by Neil Wagner. Oh, wow. Who, who, who would bowl the spin? Is that Williamson? He's a spin. He would bowl spin, right? If, who else would bowl spin? They don't have a part time spinner, do they? Doesn't doesn't Mitchell bowl like little little um cutters? Yeah. That's all I I don't think there's a spinner in, in their team, is there? And I I mean talking about New Zealand, I I was very, very surprised and very happy to see Williamson and that Conway not get any runs. Um I think they're both absolute class. I I, I actually look at the New Zealand team and think they're a, a massive threat. But Uzi has nailed it on the head. You look at Bolt. And Salvi, and they're just coming back from the IPR. They've played a lot of cricket. Um, then they're no spring chicken anymore. They're not young. Um, you know, I'm hoping these back-to-back close test matches, they might not not break down. I don't want them to get injured, but um, you know, it, it's hard work. Um, and I think they are an aging side. I would like to see. I think Jameson's class. I think Wagner coming in is very interesting. That extra pace. Mm. Um, but I he's think, he's I, just got a more bounce, isn't he? Wagner, that's he is, all he yeah. does. He's going to bag it in. I think DeGrandon's bowling is going to be a massive loss. I think he mm. bowls very well here. Mm. 
sorry, just how, to, how one, invo- sorry, just go for to, it. Sorry, one thing, mate. You mentioned uh, Conway there, and I think the point that you made earlier about folks. I think he took him down the side, didn't he? The catch that he took down the side. So I think yeah, that you know, if, if somebody like a folks who you know, not if you're playing not your best keeper who doesn't take that catch, Conway's got a record of scoring big hundreds. Mm-hmm. Test match, test match looks completely different. So yeah. that's why you pick your best player, best keeper to do things like that, like he did. Agreed. Sorry, James. No, I was going to say, how big is it that we've got an out of form Kane Williamson? Massive. One of the best yeah. players in the world. Um, I had a. I think actually me and me, you and Uzi had a chat the other day who you'd pick out of Joe Root and Kane Williamson if you had the choice. And I think we ended up coming out with Root, but we were saying, um, I mean, I, I, I said, I think Root um, against the likes of India, Sri Lanka and Pakistan away, just, just against the spinners is fantastic. And against the pace, I think Williamson's unbelievable at manoeuvring the ball and working the ball around for singles. But um, yeah, it's, it's, Unbelievable to, to get him for nothing. <laughs> Incredible. I would love it if Potts gets him early again because then mm. that that chat of being his bunny will come out because he's got him twice already. Yeah. It's, not, it, it's not it, a bad it's not a bad first yeah. test wicket, is it? <laughs> but I think it will stick. I think I think it will play on Williamson's mind as well that Potts has got him three out of three. Um, but uh, what three more four more innings to go? I, I reckon he's still got hundred in them somewhere. Mm. He's too good 100%. to not score. Yeah, yeah. it's just too good not to score hundred, but. Hopefully, it's in like a losing course. It's amazing yeah. how much cricket is be- between the ears as well, <coughs> and uh, how if one bowler can get on top of you, how how the game completely changes. But um, yeah, so let's move ourselves and look towards this second test. So the second test at Trent Bridge starting today. England unchanged. The New Zealand side at the time of recording uh, is not out, uh, but we've, as we've said, we've just made our assumptions. What, uh, are we surprised to see Jack Leach back in the side? Sorry, <laughs> I just got my um, good. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm quite surprised. I thought, um, I thought there might be a change. Um, I got to be honest with you. I, although he's an absolute legend, I'm not the biggest Leach fan. Um, I find him very boring. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I, I'd have gone for another team. I think I'd have gone, gone with Overton and just and for his batting as well. I'd have, I'd, I'd have gone for Overton instead. It doesn't really turn that much, Trenbridge. I think unless, you know, we, we're deep into day five, which not a lot of test matches, certainly not a lot of test matches England play and go to day five. So um, there probably would have been a case for leaving him out. He must have been given all clear. But again, I think it goes back to the point that you made earlier, James. I think they're just going to try to make the same, play the same team, send a message that you were the best 11 last week, you're the best 11 this week. And as long as everyone's fit, you're playing. Good point. What are going to be the keys to success for England to make it 2 0? I've I got to be honest. I think um, I'd, like, I'd like us to win the toss and post a, a massive total first up and play positively. Um, obviously, you know, the, the technical failures a few of our, our openers have had. I hope they're working on uh, Lees and, and Crawley. Um, I just think they've just got to be positive. And I think I think McCullum will, will bring that across to them. And I think they will. I think they'll get there. I really do. I think we're going to win this next test. I think we'll win the series this test match. Yeah, I think I think bowling-wise, James Anderson, I think his record at Trenbridge is so good. And I think he'll carry this on um, this week. I think batting-wise, I would love to see somebody apart from Joe Root in that top four score a big hundred. Mm. I think that that would be a, like I'm talking like 150 plus. I think that would be amazing. 
So you win the toss day one. What are you going to do? I, I, I mean, I bat. Always bat, you know. But I don't, I don't know. Depends on conditions, but I, I'd like to think we, uh, we're confident enough to get out there and put a score on the board. And as you say, with Jimmy Anderson's record, I'd, I'd love to see him knock, knock a few of them over early and, uh, yeah, get the test one. I guess there'll, really? be, there'll, be, there'll, be a few, there'll be a few scars, right, from that first innings and the early part of the second innings in New Zealand. So maybe you put him under the pump and saying, okay, you go again. If there's any bit of grass, any sort of kind of live grass on that wicket um, and a little bit of conditions around it, but cloud cover, I'd bowl. I'd get him under the, I'd get him in and just let Jimmy Addison loose. And then if, my, if uh, when Willison comes out, get pots on. Mm. That's a great shout. Jesus. I mean, to be, to be honest, the, the way our batting is, I would... I would probably bowl first, but I just think with, with the confidence of the uh, after the first test, I, I probably would bat. Depending yeah. on what the is like, I mean, obviously it's it's on the day, isn't it? I mean, obviously Stokes will walk out there, have a look, and you, you just never know what the pitch can be like. If it looks like a green seamer, uh, you, you definitely bowl <laughs> without yeah. a doubt. With holding a sack. Yeah, I, I saw earlier hasn't Alistair Cook got a really bad record at Trent Bridge? <laughs> I think uh, uh, Jimmy yeah. Anderson scored more runs than... Uh, yeah, Jimmy Anderson's highest score is higher than Alistair Cook's. And he's, um, I think Alistair Cook's record's like, it, it, it's horrendous. Yeah, absolutely right. And it, didn't it, doesn't he have a better bowling record than um, Anderson there, though, or something like that? Something stupid. It's crazy. It's funny, it's all so, quick predictions. Um, who's going to be the player of the match and who's going to win the game? We'll start with Uzi. Uh, England to win and can I give you two options go for it uh, Ben Stokes or James Anderson Beef um, I think England will win uh, and I would have said Jimmy Anderson uh, with his record but again I'd just like to see Joe Root get another ton I think he will I'm really real feel, I feel so confident about him at the moment Um and again, I mean, to be honest, the dream would be to see Ben Stokes have a, a, a worldy test match because I really am a big fan of Stokes and I, I, I'd like him to keep having a great start as captain. And yeah, let's just continue on that run. Start, he started a run. Let's, uh, let's continue it. Fantastic. I'm going to go for Broad with the ball. I think he's going to have a really good test. And I think this is the test that Johnny Bairstow comes out and dominates. And I can see him getting a big ton. Fingers crossed. <laughs> anyway, thank you once again, guys. If you are interested, um, why not give us a follow? Give us a share as well. Pass the pod on to your friends. Uh, you can get us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. You can get us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Search at Cow Corner Podcast on Instagram and Facebook and at Cow Corner Pod on Twitter. Our next England show podcast will be straight after the next game. And that is the one where we will have our England player. Very excited to get him on and uh, to interview him and get part of the podcast. If you haven't yet, why not give up Carlos Brathwaite and uh, Competition Funniest Stories podcast a listen? Uh, very funny podcast, if I do say so myself, and uh, find out about the myth that is the phantom poo pusher. Uh, <laughs> very <laughs> much. Right? Top, 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 top,
unbelievable really? unbelievable <laughs> even if you listen to the podcast just for that at the, the, the end unbelievable uh, story um but yeah once again thank you very much for listening thank you very much andy harrison for taking time out of your busy bearing schedule my pleasure <laughs> actually you're doing my liver a favor i've only had two points when i would have had probably 10 the worst um, thing is the worst thing is you're about to go make up for it now and thank you very much izzy thanks mate Third time's a charm, eh, mate? Yeah, there we go. We're done. (laughs) (laughs) Until the next time. Goodbye. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The secret to visibly firmer, summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dull, dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Rich yet never greasy, Andaria Algae Body Oil is formulated with sustainably sourced seaweed to help replenish the skin's moisture barrier and seven nourishing active botanical oils for results you can see and feel all over. The best part? It's signature scent. A blend of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. This all-natural scent is unforgettable. Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu dot com code GLOW.